This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have you been wrestling over the Clash's epic line? Should I stay or should I go? Yeah. That indecision bugging you? Uh Uh-huh. This is the place. The waffling back and forth, the feeling of uncertainty is the worst. You don't want to regret. You want to be 100% confident that breaking up or staying is the right decision. And in my over 35 years of working with couples, I've identified a five-step process you should be thinking about first if you're wondering whether you should stay or go. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven. With over 30 years of experience helping people create connection, joy, and ease in all their relationships. What's my secret? Well, besides being totally hilarious, I help you think differently so you can approach your relationships in a completely new way. I'm the best deal in town because the tools I teach apply to all your relationships, which allows you to simplify your life and find the confidence, calm, and deep love you've been craving. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in all your relationships today. So let's get to it. Oh, you're back. I knew you'd be back. I was hoping you'd be back. I didn't really know it. I'm glad you're here. Or maybe this is your first time. Welcome to the podcast. If you haven't been here before, I am Abby Metcalf. I am some combination of bossy Jewish mother, psychologist, very experienced person. (laughs) Coming at you every week for the last three years, going into our fourth season soon with all of the things I've learned, working with couples, working with individuals, working at companies, working in so many different 
capacities, I can't even tell you. I've There's very little I haven't done in my year, decades of being a counselor. And if you're listening today, I know this is a tough one because it means you are likely having thoughts about your relationship. So please know I'm going to give you a lot of love today. Also a lot of direct talk um, because I want to help you be happy and make decisions that feel good to you. So I also have something special today at the end of the podcast. So I, if you have a question that you want answered on the podcast, you can write in to me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. And you can ask a question and people do, or I have sometimes people DM me on social media with questions, any of the above. And I'll link all that's linked on my website, by the way, all my social media and all that at abbymedcalf.com. That's pretty easy. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to be answering a question today after the podcast that seemed to really go with today's podcast, which is about Um, social media and passwords. So if your partner changes their passwords on social media or hasn't given you the passwords, you know, what should you do? What does that mean? All the things. So I'm going to be answering a direct question about that when the podcast is over. So if you want to stick around, uh, you can just keep listening. And I think it's going to be after the music fades out. You'll you'll keep listening and I'll answer the question. Um, it's just, I'm trying to keep that to short, you know, just a few minutes uh, trying to get down and dirty with it. And if you haven't yet, why aren't you signed up for my newsletter? My newsletter rocks. It comes out every week. It is a weekly dose of inspiration, education, all things in my life, all things in life, Abby, <laughs> my kids, my my everything else, my life, my my man, my um, world, it's all there. And, you know, just tips on things. So things I don't include other places. Uh, and everything is always about, hopefully not just me rambling, but really having something that's going to help you feel inspired during the week other than just this. So, and you can always follow me on uh, Instagram and other social media, Twitter, et cetera. Also, if you're looking for daily doses of inspiration, I put up little videos and I have all kinds of things that are there. So uh, again, you can check all that out at my website, abbymedcalf.com and sign up for the newsletter there and get all my social media handles, all the goods. Okay. So first things first, if you're thinking about breaking up or divorce, it also means you're thinking about staying together. The the fact that you're asking this question means you want to me that you want to stay in the relationship on some level or some parts part of you wants to save it or you just be done and already out the door. And trust me that happens. People are just like, "Nope, that was it. My standard got my deal breaker, my line got crossed. I'm out. I'm out." So now I'll say this, is it a healthy part of you that wants to stay, that wants to save this relationship? That I can't answer for you right this minute. <laughs> I actually get to that a little in step five of my five-step process. But for now, I want you to know that these five steps will definitely help you create a new way of thinking and being in your relationship so you can move forward with confident, clear decisions, no regrets, it really no matter which way you ultimately choose to go, whether you choose to stay or leave. And that that's always my goal. And I say that always when couples come in the door. My goal isn't that they stay together. My goal is that they're both happy, clear, and confident about what whatever's next. Uh, that's really the biggie. So here we go. 
<clears throat> so my five steps that I have created over the years, let's get to it. Step one, you have to make a full commitment, full. I get this. People come in and they say, hey, we're going to see how, we're going to do this little couple things for a while and we're going to see if this works out, uh, you know, how this goes. And then we're going to decide if we're going to stay together. And, but you can't do it that way. I, I tell folks right away, then, then I'm not for you. Maybe another therapist will do it that way. I don't do it that way. You, you have to be all in with, we're going to stay together. We're putting all our eggs in this basket right now. I'm all in because it's the waffling and staying on the fence that's killing you. It, it, it drags out therapy and your problems. That's all it does. You'll, you end up blaming your partner. You blame ther- therapy or the therapist or something else for why it didn't work. But it's really because you didn't make a full commitment and your partner knows, so they don't make one either. And I'm going to repeat a couple things. I've said a lot, and then we'll get into the rest of the steps, but it's important. I'm going to just put it here again. Uh, you really, and you really need to hear me on this. <laughs> Bossy Jewish mother coming at you. Your partner doesn't hear what you say. They hear what you mean. So as I've mentioned quite a few times, the work of Timothy Wilson, one of my favorite books, Stranger to Ourselves, uh, your conscious brain, your thinking brain, what you're thinking about right now, that part of your brain, what I'm using right now to talk to you, your conscious brain processes information at a rate of 50 bits per second, while your unconscious, your subconscious brain processes information at a rate of 11 million bits per second. This means your partner doesn't hear what you say, they hear what you mean. You can say all the right things, but if your unconscious believes something else, that's what your partner is listening to. This, this is true everywhere, by the way, but definitely here. You Think about work. You've been talking to somebody at work, you've been chatting, and they're saying all the right things, but you got the sense they're full of shit. You walked away going, that person is an, an a-hole or they're full of shit. You know, they're full of bullshit BS or whatever. Or maybe you had a hunch. You've had this too. Uh, I've had it. <laughs> you know, you have like a hunch that something's going on with your partner, even when they're acting like everything's fine. And you find out later you were right. That's you picking up on those 11 million bits versus the 50. It is, we call it a hunch. We call it a feeling. We call it a lot of things, but it's real. It's your real, it is your brain working. And your partner is doing it with you. They're very tuned in to what you're really saying every time you interact. So maybe you've been working on your relationship. You read a book, you took the workshop, you went to couples counseling, you saw me, whatever, and you're trying out some new tool or strategy, right? This, this is what happens all the time. So consciously, you're like, oh, this is really going to help. This is great. I feel so inspired. I'm into it. Abby's amazing. She's a goddess. Maybe you weren't thinking all that. Okay. But, but subconsciously, there's doubt and maybe even resentment. So maybe subconsciously it's, uh, oh, we've had these problems so long. I know Abby means well, but it's going to take forever to make the changes. And I don't know how, if I have it in me. Um, I better see something quick or I'm out. Or, you know, we're never going to make changes. You know, my, he, he or she isn't doing anything. They refuse to do anything differently. So it's very nice, this little thing Abby told me to do, but it's not going to work. It's really not going to work. So, uh, or, or you've made changes before and you always, you know, you fall back into old patterns. So you get it in your head. Nothing ever works. It doesn't work for long. Okay. So consciously, you're going, 
hey, this is really going to work. I love this idea. But unconsciously, and it's probably even creeping into your consciousness, you're like, I don't, you, you're doubting it. You don't really believe it. So you start to use the new technique I taught you or whatever that you learned in the workshop or read in the book. And, but your partner is picking up on your doubt, your resentment, your anxiety, your hopelessness. That's, that's what they're picking up on. And it makes them not want to change because it just feels the same in the relationship. It, it feels the same. You're doing different stuff, but it doesn't feel different. They pick up on that incongruity you have. And they think, may, again, probably unconsciously, they're probably not even aware they're thinking it, but they're thinking something like, yeah, sure, they're doing this new thing, but how long is this going to last? Oh, yeah. Oh, I see the new. You do this with your partner, too. Oh, he's acting different today. Let's see how long that lasts. And you're, you, you just try to wait it out so you don't do anything different or they don't do anything different. When we don't see the changes we want in our partners, especially when we're doing all this new stuff and trying all these new things, that you then go see nothing works. And you're going to go back to your old patterns. You're going to go back to your old behavior. And then your partner goes, oh, thank God I didn't change. Thank God I didn't believe that person, my partner, because see, they went right back. That's the cycle. That's the cycle. So knowing this, you really have to make this full commitment. If you're going to really try to make your relationship work, you've got to be fully 100% every ounce of your being committed. And I, okay, and I do have, um, I have a little worksheet. It's got like three questions on it. I call it figuring out your commitment <laughs> worksheet. And if you'd like to use that, I will link to it in the show notes page, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. Just go over, this is, you know, is your relationship worth saving podcast. Go over, I'll have it on the show notes page, on the podcast page, uh, and you can download, it's free, this this, these questions to help you figure out your commitment. This, so that might help. So I'm going to give you a little extra love. How do you like that? A little extra love you can do after you listen to this. Okay. If you want to really make sure that you're 100% committed because you need to be all in. And this really leads to step two, which I, again, talk about a lot, which is you have to reactively reprogram your RAS, your reticular activating system. So if because if this is a part of your brain, I'm going to explain in a minute. And I do talk about it a bit on the podcast for good reason. If, if you're thinking about breaking up, if, you, if you've been thinking that or threatening divorce or doing any of those things, you've likely been spending quite a bit of time focusing on all the things you think are wrong with your partner and your relationship. It's probably been for a long time too. So when you start thinking like this, you're going to see the negative everywhere. You're, you're going to prove yourself right. So we call this a confirmation bias when we are, our brains like to prove ourselves right. But it's also happening because of this really little known part of your brain circuitry called your reticular activating system or your RAS for short. And Really, your RES is a network of neurons located in the brainstem. And it's where it's really where it's where most of your senses come in. I think not your sense of smell, but everything else comes in through there. And what it is, it's a filter between your conscious and your subconscious brain. Specifically, when you think something consciously, the RES sends it to your subconscious or your unconscious as an instruction or an order to look for that thing. So the, you know, the examples I give all the time, if, if you're thinking my partner is always judging and criticizing me, the RAS 
here's that as the instruction or order, look for my partner criticizing me. So your conscious brain thought that and it sent it to your unconscious to look for it. And you're going to see it everywhere. Sure enough, they're always criticizing you. They're always judging you. They're always a jerk. And uh, the example I always give is this is the same thing that happens when you're going to buy a new car and you see that car everywhere. You know, <laughs> even if you don't buy the car, you're thinking about the car and you start researching it or something, but you're out on the road. So that's not Google coming at you. That's just, you know, you're out in the world and you see that car everywhere. That's your RAS. You consciously thought about it. It sent it to your subconscious to look for it. That's what happens. So it happens with everything. Uh, Oh, if she'd only stop nagging me every day, I I could breathe, you know, I could get to my list, my to-do list, you know, if she just shut up. And that's all you see is all the nagging. Uh, if Oh, if he'd only stop drinking so much, we'd be great. Yep. All you see is drinking. All you see is how drinking is causing every problem in your relationship. Uh, you know, uh, oh, her anger. That's the real problem. If she would stop being so angry. And again, all you see is her anger. That's how it works. So you're really telling your RES to look for those things and it's going to find them. And as I've mentioned before, I'm going to say it again, the scariest, this isn't the scariest part. You'd think that was the scariest part. (laughs) It's not. The scariest part is that your RES will filter out anything that doesn't match what you are consciously thinking. So when your partner's appreciative, when they're loving, when they're kind, when they're respectful, when they're open, when all the things, your Teflon goes right out. You don't even see them. And I get this so much when I'm working with a couple where one of them will say, you know, I appreciate, you know, you never appreciate me. And the other one goes, I appreciate you all the time. Like, no, you don't. Like, yes, I did. Yesterday, I did this, this, and this. Yesterday, I said, thank you for dinner. And I, and I walked here and I said, thank you for that. And I, I told you I appreciated how you did this thing. And they're like, no, you didn't. No, I didn't hear that. Or they're just literally blowing it off. They're not stopping. And I usually have to stop them and go, did that happen? Do you remember? Why do you think you're not noticing? It's this RES. It's happening all the time. So if you're looking to find peace, you know, or connection, love, passion, whatever it is that you think your relationship's missing, if you're looking to find that, you need to shift what you're focusing on. And you got to be conscious of these orders. This is really step two that you're giving to your RES. You got to really get on top of your thinking. Got to really get on top of your thinking, which of course is all about the, you know, mindfulness. I have my mindfulness starter kit, which I will again link to. It's on the shop page of my website. It's free. It's free, free, free. I Everything has to kind of go on the shop page, even when it's free. You don't have to pay for it. So you can go there and you can download it. Yes, you'll be on my mailing list. Yes, you'll get a once a week email from me <laughs> with all things Abby that I mentioned earlier. You can opt out if you don't want to get it after that. But and I don't know why, because it's my email list is fabulous, but you know what I mean. Get the meditation, the mindfulness starter kit. I have a meditation starter kit too, but get the mindfulness starter kit so you can start really getting on top of this uh, so that you can start to shift this a lot. Because you really, you know, you can do things like, um, write down one thing you appreciate about your partner every day. That'll help shift the RAS into something you appreciate. Do a random act of kindness for your partner every day. Do it for one week. See how you feel. Do it, do it for one week and see how you feel and see how your relationship starts to shift. And of course, a bonus is that you're doing these nice things will actually result in your partner noticing them because of that Again, those 50 bits versus the 11 million bits, you're going to feel different when you're saying nice things, when you're feeling nice things, when you're doing nice things. You will. You know that. That's why it feels good when we 
give to other people when we do generous acts. It feels good. Well, that feeling is what that 50 versus 11 million bits is going to pick up on, and the relationship will feel different, and your partner will actually, believe it or not, start to change on the other side. Maybe not that day, but it, this is what starts to build. This is what starts to build. Okay, let's get to step three. No one likes to hear this one. <laughs> Here it is. Ready? The one in the most pain needs to change first. going to say it again. The one in the most pain in any relationship needs to change first. I say it a lot. Usually don't like to hear it, but I'm here to give you the honest love, not the bullshit. If you're waiting for your partner to change so you'll change, it's not going to work. It also means you're not 100% committed. So, you know, if you're thinking, well, I'm the only one who puts in any effort. They need to put in the effort now. I need to see something. You're, you're keeping score. This isn't going to work. I do a lot. My TED Talk is about keeping score and competition. I have multiple podcasts about this. It'll ruin your relationship. You can't keep score. What, here's what's happening. Your fear is running the show when you're thinking like this. I, I always say this to folks, if, if you have kids, I don't know if you do or not, but it, or if you've been around little kids, nobody would ever say this to a little kid. We give our love endlessly to little little tiny children. We do it all the time without we don't and they often don't give it back. They'll often grab something and run. We don't feel hurt or rejected. We don't tell them that they're little assholes. We don't tell them we hate them. We don't tell them we're never going to speak to them again. We but we do it with our partners. We feel all hurt, but hurt and rejected and then we do it there. I get it. Your partners are adults and not children, but you have to have that same level of love and forgiveness and openness and kindness that we have for little kids. You're, really what's happening is you're afraid of being rejected, abandoned, uh, embarrassed, taken advantage of. I hear that one a lot. Are you kidding me? Are you frigging kidding me right now? <laughs> How are you building a life with someone? How do you expect... Having kids, a mortgage, traveling, building a life, doing all the things when you don't trust them enough not to take advantage of you. Are you kidding? And by the way, again, over three decades of doing this, I've never seen it. How do you like that? Never, not once, have I seen you being in the love space and getting taken advantage of. And let me explain this because you're sitting right now going, no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Because a love space also, when you're coming from love, you have boundaries, you have clarity. So you're, let's even say you're married to a narcissist and you're wondering if you should leave or go and you start giving. Of course, a narcissist would take advantage because they, a, a true narcissist. But when you have healthy boundaries, which is loving, they can't take advantage. So you have to worry about that. Don't worry about it. And I'm telling you, 99.9% .9 of the people listening right now, you're not with a, a narcissist. I know you use that term a lot. We're all pretty self-absorbed. Give me a break. You are too. People are self-absorbed when they need to be, when they're scared, when they're upset. It happens. People are self-absorbed in, in different ways for different reasons. But, but being a, a true narcissist is a very small part of the population and not likely who you're with. You could be with that person. And like I said, you just have to have the healthy boundaries. And those are loving. I have a whole podcast on boundaries and loving detachment and all that good stuff. I will link to it in the show notes. Or you can go to the website and type it in, in the search engine, loving detachment, boundaries, and they'll pop right up. Okay? So you can do that on my website also. But 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When, when you come from that loving space, remember you're engaging that 11 million bits. And I'm telling you, again, three decades of doing this with actual people. <laughs> that it works. People feel the love. It works with you. Think of all you forgive when your partner is sincere and really gives you what you need in a moment. You forget all the past hurt, all the past stuff. If they consistently keep doing it too in the present, that is how you get rid of the past hurt and crap when it's consistently happening in the present. So that's your job right now. This relationship gridlock, I call it, this waiting for them to do something so you'll do something, you just end up staying in the gridlock. It's not, nothing is going to come of it. And if you are focused on protecting yourself from hurt, rejection, or abandonment, you're, that's not the place. Do you see this with your RAS? Think about it. Think about it. That's what you're focusing on. So that's all you're going to see. And that's all that's going to show up. And you're putting out all that energy that your partner's like, ooh, I, I should be worried about rejection and abandonment. I maybe I will. Maybe I'll leave. You know, that, and I'm not saying you, you, you're not to blame if your partner leaves or does something shitty. I am saying that you also, you co-create every relationship you're in. You have co-created this relationship. You need to take responsibility for your side of the street, which means you gotta, if you no relationship was is made better by fear, not one. You can't base a love relationship on fear. And 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 I I know you're th- you're like but Abby what if it doesn't end up working out what if we don't end up staying together well it might not I can't guarantee you it will I don't know if your relationship is worth saving you do and yeah it's probably gonna hurt like hell if it doesn't work out but you're hurting now matter of fact you've been dragging out the hurt for probably months or years you've been dragging out the hurt. Better to be on the other side with no regrets, no, oh, what ifs, if I'd only tried this, I should have done why, if I'd only been more this, Uh uh-uh, none of that. I hate that crap. I hate the regret bullshit. It's the worst. And you'll be hurting really long time if you do that. That's going to give you a lifetime of hurt instead of a short term. You're going to give your heart. You will love again. If it doesn't work, you will love again because you're learning how to be in a loving heart. You're learning how to be loving and open. You're, you're learning a skill. You will love again. You will trust again. You will do probably better with your picking in the future. And again, when you're in that loving, open space, you're going to have the ability to attract and be with different kinds of people who are likely in that space also if it doesn't work out. But you know, hopefully, if you're supposed to, you'll bring your partner along. I hope so. I, it's, I want, 
I'd rather you were, you know, I tried, I gave my full heart, and now it's time to move on. I'd rather you were there. Hurt is a part of all relationships. It is unavoidable. Our partners, uh, uh, my man has hurt me even when he doesn't mean to. It, it, it happens. So why are you afraid of this hurt when the payoff can be so big, so big? And again, to avoid regrets. Uh, and I will tell you, this is interesting. You know, I, I have a TED Talk and you can find that on YouTube or on my YouTube channel or anywhere you want. But um, the real reason relationships fail, which covers a lot of the stuff I'm talking about here, but in a much shorter time period. And I will say uh, any of the comments that are negative are about this. Oh, she, she's ridiculous. You're just going to get taken advantage of. What an idiot. That's the worst advice ever, you know. And I always feel sorry when I see those comments. I'm like, oh, you poor baby. You totally missed the point. You totally missed the point. And you're missing not just of my TED talk, but of life. I, I We're here to love. We're here to love. It's the greatest thing you can do. It's the most incredibly courageous, greatest, most connecting thing you can do. And I hope you do it often. Uh, okay. Step four, you got to make room to really work on the relationship. And let me be clear. I'm talking about physical and emotional room. This is one of the bigger mistakes I see people make is that they don't. They don't do this. You've got to make physical and emotional room in your life to work on your relationship and make it a priority and keep it urgent. I'm talking about, so first, okay, so making the physical time, uh, that can be, so yeah, maybe making time to see a therapist that, you know, and doing something else. It could be not sleeping until the last second in the morning and then, it, you know, and then you have no time to connect. So you might have to make physical time in the morning to make up, wake up 15 minutes earlier so you can connect with your partner and spend some time before you both start your day. Uh, not making time to do things together, you know, all those little things, little micro connections, that's big. And I'm also talking about freeing up some emotional bandwidth. You've got to make the emotional room in your head. This is the bigger one, I think, because this means that some things are going to have to come off your plate. They're going to have to because you need the mental capacity to take on this big task of turning your relationship around. And your plate is already full right now with all the things. How are you supposed to add this? It doesn't work that way. Just making the physical time isn't what does it. You have to have some room to think, to breathe. So you got to think about where is that energy going to come from? if you don't change other things? Where's that emotional energy going to come from? Because you feel tired. I know you do. I love you, baby. I know you feel tired. I, I get it. I get it. You just don't feel like, oh, I just don't know if I can do it. And I do, again, I don't want you to regret later. You'll be so sad if you regret later. So how are you going to act and not react when you're completely full with everything else? You got to make room. How are you going to keep the urgency going and make your relationship an ongoing priority if you don't make emotional room? So physical room and emotional room, you've got to do it. That's step four. And step five, we're finally to step five. You've got to work on yourself individually and really stay curious about your partner. I, I can't say it enough. Doing the work on yourself is huge. You've got to identify your triggers. What's your attachment style? How does that play in, into how you're being in the relationship? What are your expectations? 
Uh, how is your parents' relationship affected how you are with your partner? What's keeping you in the relationship? What's stopping you from co-creating the relationship you really want? If you don't think you can get all your relationship needs met, why are you staying? What What is it? These are all super important questions. These are all super important things to uncover so you can be mindful and self-aware in this process. So you can know you're in it for healthy reasons. So you can know what you're doing is moving you forward in your life and not backwards. <clears throat> this is so important. So, so, so important. So that might be that you have to get into individual therapy. That might be that you go back and listen to every single podcast I have from the beginning. That might be that you download that mindfulness uh, you know, starter kit I have and, and go all in on meditation every day. That might mean that you make sure you take time for yourself every morning. You start doing some self, true emotional self-care, true physical self-care. You are co-creating a relationship. So if your side of the street isn't clean, if your side isn't abundant and loving and engaged and open to whatever life is holding next, if you don't really like yourself, how are you expecting someone else to stay in love with you? You, you, you gotta like you too. And I like you. I love you. Let's, let's, let's make this happen. Let's make this happen. So you have to work on yourself in this. And I would even say that every time you're focused on your partner and what they're doing, focus on what you and on yourself and what you're doing. That is the easiest thing to do every time. Whenever I'm upset with poor Gary, I'm like, and he's doing that. Arr. I am, I pretty quickly, I'm not going to say immediately all the time. I'm not perfect. Like no one, no one's perfect, but pretty quickly it's like, okay, what am I doing? What do I want? What do I want? That's what I don't want. What do I want? And I shift that around. All right, how do I make that happen? How can I move one step in that direction? I feel relieved when I do this. I'm relieved. You know why? Because I can't control him, but I can control me. So there's a relief involved. There's a, oh yeah, okay. <sighs> so much better. So much better. It really does. It the, My anxiety goes away. It doesn't mean my anger whatever, just, you know, there's no anger fairy that comes and takes all that away. But I really do feel much different. I'm able to problem solve better. I'm able to think through what I want to do next better. I'm able to speak to him from a better place, all the things. So uh, that's really important. And I will say at the same time that you're working on yourself, definitely do your best to stay curious about your partner. And this means <laughs> you can't read their mind you don't know what they're thinking or going to do. You, if you listened to the whole podcast, you understand what I'm saying because the RAS, right? Your your RAS is keeps showing you that you're right, but it's skewed. You are you are you're skewing yourself over, <laughs> skewing yourself over. I wasn't that cute. Okay, sorry. You're screwing yourself over. You're skewing yourself over. You're really not right. It's just all you've trained yourself to see. Again, and the RES is going to filter out anything else. So, and that self that confirmation bias. You you are really a victim at this point of your own rightness, and you're gonna need to get curious instead of feeling so right. I always say, would you rather be correct or effective? It's not. You can be correct all day that you're so right about what they're thinking, and I know what they're going to do, and I know how they're going to react. What if you didn't? What if you opened that up? to something else, to what could be, how things could show up, 
to what you're hoping for, what your dreams are about. Don't be afraid to dream. We have so much faith in fear instead of in love. Have faith in love. So again, if needed, get to a therapist and work on your own stuff. You've got to get your side of the street cleaned first and foremost. And then, and and that's going to help you stay open and curious and loving with your partner. And that's really what you want. Okay, so that's it for today. Uh, definitely um, get your figuring out your commitment worksheet if you want to really look at your commitment and what questions you need to ask yourself uh, over here at abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast. I am going to be answering a, uh, that question about social media um, in a minute. And so stay tuned if you want to hear about that, uh, about you know passwords and protection and all that good stuff. And in the meantime... You know, know that I'm here. I love you. You can do this. I have faith. I will hold the faith until you have faith and move forward with love. There, there is truly great love here for you. I, I believe it and I want you to believe it. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Well, hey there. We're having our private time now. How excited are you? <laughs> so I just have to get into my phone, which I'm doing right now. And here is the question that someone sent in. So they had a fight with their partner. And during the fight, he uh, changed his Instagram password. They were having a lot of arguments about um, who he was following on Instagram, who he was DMing, who he was, you know, anyway, involved with. So that this person who wrote in, she couldn't have access anymore to his account. And the fight is over, but he still hasn't given her the password back. And she's asking, would it be controlling if I ask him for his password? Um, so I get asked this a lot about the password thing. So when you're spending time looking through your partner's accounts, looking through their emails, looking through their stuff, you are completely focused on the wrong thing because you're just trying to guard. It's everything I just talked about in the podcast. If you, if you hopefully listen to the rest of this podcast, you, understand, you really understand why I put this question at the end of this podcast. You, you're RAS. You're, you're, just, you're, you're focusing all of your energy on distrust. You're focusing on on uh, saving your heart and not really what what why do you want this? You want this because you want to know first if they're cheating in some way, if they're emotionally cheating, if they're micro cheating, we call it sometimes, if they're setting something up to physically cheat with something, that's what you care about. Or if they're just making you look like a fool, that's what you're worried about. You know, you don't want to be caught out. You don't want to be have other people go, your man was on there, you know, da 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 with some woman, da da da. That that's your ego. Your ego has no space here. It doesn't. Um, I don't have the password to my man's phone. I don't want it. I don't care. If if he, I'm at a space where, you know, if he wants to leave, he should go. That's I, like the door is open. Like, I love you. If you're going to be happier somewhere else, then I want you to go. I want you to go be happy. That That's okay. I, I might be hurt and and upset that you chose someone over me 
And I know I presented fully in this relationship. I am a love machine. I am devoted to you. I show you everything. I give it all to you. And that's all I can do. I I can't do anything else. So I don't want to get caught up in that. And and actually, you know, people don't have the password to my phone because I have client information in my phone. I have a ton of it. I can't allow my partner access to my phone, it, to uh, confidential information. As a matter of fact, I change my password often to make sure that no one can get in my phone. So occasionally, like, actually, it has happened where he said, you know, where I give my phone, I'm like, oh, here, you know, here's the password so he can get in for something specific, let's say, you know, like we're driving and I need him to put the directions in the phone or something, you know, whatever, or look up someone's address or whatever you might be doing. So I'll have him do that. But then later I change the password because I need to protect client information. Uh, and he has no interest of looking at my phone. You know, that to me, is, I wouldn't be interested in someone who was interested in looking at my phone. Jealousy is a warning. It is not a it's not a compliment. You being jealous is your own warning to yourself that you are overwhelmed in this relationship, that you have taken on too much, that you are have likely let a lot of your standards fall. And that's the issue. What I'd want you to do instead is think about, so here, because here's really the deal. Let me get down to this for you. Okay. Let me get down to the very rock bottom bottom. How is he treating you? <laughs> At the end of the day, I I kind of don't care what my man is doing. If he's treating me great, if I'm getting his full attention, if I am getting just all the love, all the goods, all the fabulousness, I I guess I really don't care about anything else. Th- then great, I'm getting mine. Like it's all good. I I mean, because people ask me sometimes when I say this, well, well, so you wouldn't care if he was cheating? I guess I I mean I would care enough to be like well, what are you getting from that? You know, what is it that is that, um, what energy is that bringing into our relationship? Are you endangering me in somehow? Are you cheating with some whack job who's going to want to hurt me? I don't know. You know, anybody who's doing those things is bringing energy into your relationship. But I feel very, very confident that I would feel the energy being weird in my relationship. And that's really what to work on. And then I would work on that. Like, where's our trust level at? What do we have to work on? Do we need to do some couples therapy? Do we need to do, I don't know, retreat together? Do we need to just, you know, talk? Do we like, what do we need to do to shift this energy? We've definitely had weird energy from over the many years we've been together, you know, time to time. But there is a space where we end up talking about it, working it through, finding out what that's related to. This comes up too when I have clients whose um, partner Maybe they're, uh, they think that their partner is an alcoholic or dr- smokes too much pot or drinks too much. I say the same thing because they're always trying to catch them drinking. They're always trying to catch them smoking pot. And I'm like, no, 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 no. How are they showing up? Because if they're drinking or smoking pot or whatever they're doing, but they are a thousand percent there with you, they love you unconditionally. They are like, in, they, you have their full attention. You know, you are fully in this relationship and they're giving you what you need. I wouldn't be focused so much on their drinking or their partying. It, it just, it's really, to me, the reason you're focused here is because you're you're not getting what you need elsewhere. You're not getting, because trust me, if someone really is alcoholic, that, that's why you're not getting what you need. So you really have to focus on that and your boundary, not on chasing down every drink they're having. So in this situation, if they're, 
if you're worried that your partner is emotionally cheating or physically cheating, you need to work on that connection, the trust, what is missing in the relationship, what is here in the relationship. Not if if her boobs are bigger than yours or she's younger. I, that part is not what we're talking about. A lot of times we're missing the feeling of newness or novelty. A lot, of, And how can you create that? A lot of times we're missing um, feeling really appreciated, feeling like, you know, I mean, when's the last time you looked at your partner like they're magic? When's the last time you, you know, really felt that? What, if if there's stuff going on that's likely not been happening because, you know, again, it's gotten into some sort of negative spiral and they're feeling like controlled by you and they don't want to be controlled. So they're out there doing something to take control. So you got to figure this out. And I want you to work on your self-esteem. I want you to work on your confidence. And I really want you to work on what your standards are in the relationship. And you just stick to those in a loving way, in a loving, clear way. And that's it. And then move from there. So no, I don't really, I'm going out there. I don't think you should be looking for the password or even talking about the password or even looking at the Instagram. Don't create that fake account to go follow him, to go look at all of what he's doing. Stop it. Use that time. Use that attention for love in the relationship. And if you really aren't getting what you need, then you need to ask other questions that have nothing to do with who he is or isn't DMing on Instagram. That that has nothing really, that's not, that's a symptom. You need to go after the cancer. And if you keep focusing on the symptom and never get after the cancer, guess what? It's just going to eat and destroy what's there. So it's really time to do that. I'm saying that with all love in my heart. I love you enough that I am telling you, you should think more highly of yourself. And I want you to. You are worthy. You are deserving of love, of trust, of engagement, of the things you want. And if they're not there, there are people out there who can give this to you. So create that, find that, you know, what you really want. Okay, hopefully that answers that question maybe even more than you wanted. Uh, Thanks for hanging around after the show, after the podcast. And again, if you have a question you want answered, again, you can DM me on social media or you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. And that's it. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.